0: Hey everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and I know what you're thinking he's finally consistent two podcasts in a row for the Wednesday Rewind, and yes, I know, but this one's gonna be a little bit different. This one's gonna be a redux, and what I mean by redux is I'm gonna be re-reviewing a movie that I recorded for uh, the Rollback uh, that I had filmed, I believe the first podcast i did for the rollback and it's a re-review of the movie blind spotting uh personally it's one of my favorite movies mostly because i knew the i knew of the two main actors in the movie rafael casal david diggs Uh, i knew them because they're rappers and they are two of my favorite rappers of all time Uh, i first heard about them in 2012 when i was in high school and so on and so forth. And from then on, I kind of just followed their career uh through YouTube, through their mixtapes, etc. And for me, the funniest thing about this movie is I feel like I'm watching friends uh make something and I'm just cheering on. Uh but in all honesty, this movie is still one of my favorite movies. Um I saw this movie. I bought this movie, uh, in fact, without ever watching it with only seeing the trailer, like, once. I only needed to see it once because I knew that I was going to support this movie regardless. So, yeah. Uh, This movie, when it came out in theaters, I believe it didn't come out anywhere near me. Uh, I think it might have came out in Houston, and I live... (laughs) in McAllen, texas and for those of you who don't know that's pretty much like right next to the border like 30 minutes um but yeah so i never got to see this movie in theaters but right out the gate when it came out on dvd and blu-ray i bought it didn't have to watch it just knew i was gonna like it knew my friends were gonna like it because uh my my friend at the time was the one that showed me rafael Casal and Debbie diggs and so they're on and the, therefore we fucking love this movie because of how great it was um i'm trying not to let my bias get in the way of it but no this is a really good movie it's a very interesting movie because for one it's a very niche movie it takes place in oakland And i'm not talking about like a bullshit version of oakland where they actually film like in canada or toronto or i know toronto's in canada don't worry about that um <laughs> or atlanta anywhere else they filmed in oakland they were very detrimentally i know i'm making up words here come on just roll with me Uh, they were very persistent about filming in oakland because it was something that was very close to them Um david diggs grew up in oakland rafael casal grew up in berkeley which is around oakland But they always felt that there was just something missing from when movies would portray Oakland. And they really wanted to bring a movie that showed the culture around Oakland. That's not like San Francisco. Everyone that knows about Californian cities knows Oakland and San Francisco are two very different cities. And in this movie, uh, we're dealing with, one, the gentrification of Oakland, uh, the... The locals being driven out by the rising prices of real estate, and the influx of outsiders into their into their little place on the earth. Um and then we're also dealing with race relations. We're dealing with uh police situations. Um so the movie follows these two best friends. We are following Rafael Gasol, who plays Miles, and David Diggs, who plays Colin. Um, they are. This movie takes place over a course of three days. David Diggs' character's is Colin's last three days of his probation. And he's basically just really just trying not to fuck up and really trying not to get put back in jail. Um, I'll... Over the podcast I'll tell you as to why he got put in jail. But yes, um, he gets put in he was put in jail and he was released. So these are the last three days of, of his probation. And Miles is a fucking hothead. And at any moment will get Collins sent back to prison because he has a temper and he likes to let it fly. Um But yeah, so we follow these two best friends uh over the course of these last two days the last three days. And we basically see the dynamic of their friendship. Um you can tell it's an old friendship. You could tell that uh Rafael Casal and W. Diggs' characters are very in sync when it comes to talking, when it comes to that re- to acting with people. Um they know what each other are thinking and it's a very interesting friendship because unless you have that type of friend those type of friends you can't really relate but i feel like most people can relate to this type of friendship so we get to see colin and we get to see miles interact together and we get to see how they are we get to see how colin is just really trying to turn his life around because he has an ex-girlfriend who dumped him when he fucked up And we have Miles, who is just like, it wasn't your fault, it was just a mistake, like, calm down. But it was a big mistake, it was a real big fuck-up, and it really threw his life out of whack. But yes, um, we see the relationship between these two friends. And in the beginning of the movie, we see the beginning of the gentrification process. They go to a local eatery known as Quickway. And to them is basically uh, for us Texans, it's like a Whataburger. Um, And so they go and they realize like, oh, shit, like they changed all their stuff because uh, it's been gentrified. So like now it's just catering to the hipster community and things like that. Um, For me, the funniest part about this whole scene uh now only is it the part where they're sitting inside one of their friends cars uh where one of them is smoking a blunt and then uh Miles is trying to buy a gun while Colin is in the back seat on probation um the the other funniest part is that because I know of these people I I know of the the rappers that they hung out with uh, I get to see like the little things that no one else sees Unless you're a fan. Um, And that's when they're leaving the friend's car after Miles buys a gun. Um, They're walking away and they see one of the restaurant employees... And this is after Miles figures out that he actually got a vegan burger instead of a regular burger. And he gets pissed off and he starts yelling at this uh, this employee. And the employee is George Watsky. And for those of you who don't know, which I'm pretty sure it's a lot of you, George Watsky is a poet and he's a rapper. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, I highly suggest you look at his deaf poetry and you listen to his music. Because his music is really fucking good for a A white nerdy dude that does not look like he's supposed to be rapping. Uh, But yeah. uh, I get to see those little tidbits. And it makes me happy. What can I say? Sue me. Um, So yeah. We see them leave the quick way. and um, After Miles drops off Colin. He's going home. No after Colin drops off Miles. He's going home. And he gets stuck at a red light. And at that red light that's where his life changes in the movie um a man comes and runs into his truck and they have an eye-to-eye uh conversation not a vocal one just eye-to-eye and the guy takes off and then coming behind him is an oakland policeman and he shoots him shoots him about four times i believe um And you just see Colin and the the police officer just lock eyes and they really just stare at each other because they're having this very intimate moment where Colin sees what this guy has done. And this guy sees that Colin saw him. Uh, Eventually, Colin gets told to leave and he does leave. He goes back to his halfway house and he's pretty much having a panic attack because he just saw a person get shot and he's very traumatized with that because he has three days left on his probation he's not supposed to have any interaction with the police whatsoever so um this one moment is very prevalent to the rest of the movie because he has to deal with the ramifications of this moment now the way that uh colin deals with it he kind of just bottles it in and just lets it build and build and build until so it just ends up exploding near the end of the movie. Um Miles on the other hand is is a hothead, so he's just like, you should have done this, this, and this, and Colin's always the one that has to think, and he's he brings it up later on in the movie. Um but yeah throughout the movie you really just see these friends navigate through Oakland, seeing the gentrification of Oakland, seeing what they grew up with just being taken away from them. Um, this all culminates to, uh, them moving people out of houses, uh, helping out realtors because they're also moving stuff out of those houses that they just bought. Uh, they are, uh, move, moving people. Uh, so they get to really see the gentrification of Oakland. They get to see how bad it is. They get to see the people that they love, uh, basically get taken away from their homes. Um... And it's a very real thing, uh, especially if you live in these type of cities. Um, I mean, just pick any city and you could probably start noticing it, except for Detroit, probably. (laughs) Um, But no, like, this is a very real idea, especially in California, especially where it's already a pain in the ass to live. Uh, They really do see uh, what's going on there. So the way that Colin and miles just get through these days is is really just through uh, being best friends uh bullshitting around um we do see as to why uh Colin goes to jail at one point he was a bouncer for this uh bar and this uh hipster guy comes outside with a drink it's one of those fireballs with the flame in the middle and he just starts showing it off and Colin tells him to go back inside the guy doesn't want to listen So the guy ends up pushing Colin and Colin with Miles there, uh, kinda gets in his own way and starts fighting the guy. And they both end up just start beating the shit out of this guy while he's down. Uh the dude ends up (laughs) catching fire because of the fireball. And next thing you know, Colin is the one that's being arrested. And in all honesty, uh they kind of bring it up later on in the movie. Uh, Colin's ex-girlfriend, she's like, what if the cops would have caught you uh hitting that guy? What if they would have caught you? You would have been shot. And Miles wouldn't. And that's a really real thing to think about. Because you could tell that Miles has this chip on his shoulder. You could tell that there's something wrong there. That he's pissed about something And you can tell that he's pissed because people lump him in with the hipsters that are moving into Oakland. You can tell that he really hates it because he's from Oakland. Oakland is him. He is Oakland. And you can tell that he very much hates how people treat him because of this. So you can really just, you can kind of sympathize with Miles, but you're also just like, dude, you're fucking up here. And the same thing goes for Colin, too. While, yes, Miles is very loyal. Yes, Miles visited him in prison. Miles also fucked up. And he fucked up because... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Colin fucked up. And he fucked up because of Miles. And eventually he's going to have to get to that point where they have they both have to change. Or else, next thing you know, one of them is going to be dead or in prison. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so at this point, it kind of culminates to the next scene where uh, Miles's uh, girlfriend finds their son, Miles and her son, uh, looking at a pistol, the pistol that Miles bought from the beginning of the movie. And they are all three there. Miles, Colin, the girlfriend, they're standing there watching him play with the gun. And they're so distraught because they're just like anything can happen it could go off and next thing you know the kid's dead uh they end up getting the gun from him um miles kind of tries to get colin to take the blame for it and colin does not take that blame he's just like it's not my gun and so she kicks them out at that point they're having an argument and eventually miles brings up the point like look man we just let's get out of here let's uh cool off our heads and so they go to this party of of this mutual friend of theirs, this work party. And you could tell, like, she works for a tech company. I think at one point they mentioned it's, like, Pandora. And so, yeah, they go to the boss's house. And it's, it's this nice, like, it's this nice little small house put, like, right between two old houses. And you can tell, like, this is just a gentrification post right there. And so they get to the party. Um, Miles and Colin are on edge. Uh, Miles especially. At one point, the boss like showed, like looks at Miles and he's like, "Oh, we got the same tattoo. It's a California tattoo with Oakland uh, as a star." Uh, and you could tell Miles was absolutely pissed about that because he's just like this fucking guy. Who moved here from Oregon has my tattoo like he lives here like he's from here. And so at that point, Miles is already he's already at a nine and anything is going to make him go to a 10. And at one point, this guy just starts acting like if Miles is overdoing it, like he's being overtly Oakland and Miles does not take to that kindly. He ends up grabbing this guy, beating the shit out of him. The guy's a friend of their mutual friend that they go to that party for. And he beats the fuck out of him. They end up taking this outside. Uh, At one point, the guy's on top of Miles, beating the shit out of him. And Miles is calling out for Colin. And Colin is not helping. Colin is kind of having a Vietnam flashback uh, with the whole cop scene. And next thing you know, Miles overtakes the guy and starts beating the shit out of him. And he starts looking at the crowd and he basically tells them all to fuck off because they are not Oakland and he's Oakland. And he starts shooting his gun in the air like an idiot. Uh, Colin ends up getting him out of there and they make their way to, uh, this industrial complex where they have their biggest fight, their biggest, like, talk throughout the movie. And it's basically, it comes down to the point that, uh, that Miles is is really taking advantage of the fact that he won't get in trouble like Colin. And Colin is absolutely pissed about that. Colin is just like, dude, like, it's not fair. And he's like, the cops are out here looking for me when they should be looking for you. Um, And it's just, man, it is so fucked up. And at one point, he tells... He tells Miles to to say... To say something. And he just does not want to say it. he's like... He, he knows that he won't say it because he knows it's messed up. And he's just... It's a very powerful scene. If you watch any part of this movie, I really suggest you watch this scene. I, I want to tell you what it's like. But it's gonna... I'm gonna butcher it. And I really don't want to. Um... But yeah, uh, they have their biggest falling out. They both take off. Um, the next day comes and Colin's out on probation. He's already done. He has finished his three days and he is, it's his first day free. He goes and picks up uh, Miles from his apartment. And at that point, they go to their move for that day. It turns out to be the cop that uh, Colin saw shoot the other guy. And this cop is played by the guy from Can't Hardly Wait, you know the one that falls in love with uh Jennifer Love Hewitt. Doesn't talk in this movie. He talk he says like five words in this movie. But yeah, that's pretty much it. This is the same fucking guy from Can't Hardly Wait. Um but yeah, like at that point, Colin sees him. He goes downstairs and he sees him. Uh the cop goes for his gun and Colin pulls out the gun that he that he took off of Miles and he basically starts uh saying his grievances towards this cop how he feels how he feels like that he feels like a monster in his own town um i i really i really want to say like what this scene entails but i just can't because i'm going to ruin it again this is one of those scenes where you need to watch it or else oh man you're missing out and man this scene where Colin is just expressing, like, his frustration, all the shit that he's been dealing with the last three days because of what he witnessed, it's, it's a very good scene, it is very well done, and, I mean, yeah, like, um, the movie ends with the two of them leaving the house and they basically go on about their days. But you could tell that it's a little bit of a lighter tone because they both got everything that they needed to say off their chest. Um, Colin uh, and Miles, while we don't know where their relationship will go, I'm pretty sure we're going to find out. Because fun fact, uh, stars actually picked up Spotting as a TV show. And David Diggs is working on it. Rafael Casal is working on it. Um, they're already filming, too. So we will find out what happens after this. And that's always nice to see. Um, but, yeah, you really need to fucking watch this movie. I had no problem doing a redux for this movie. Um to be honest, when I first was doing this podcast, I was just like, man, how am I gonna do 20 minutes about a movie that I already, like, reviewed, and I'm looking at the clock now, I'm already at the 20 minute mark, um, but no, like, you really need to watch this movie, you really need to check it out, the soundtrack for this movie, um, the songs that they have playing throughout the movie are all Oakland songs, and they're all fucking amazing, and then W Diggs and Rafael Casal did the soundtrack for this movie, and they did two sort of albums, one from Colin's perspective and the other from Miles' perspective. Highly suggest you check them out. Uh, Easy Come, Easy Go by Rafael Casal and W Diggs is a fucking amazing song. Check it out. Um... Thug though on the Rafael Casal CD is amazing. Please check him out. Um, Again, uh, this movie is amazing. Just if you like, if you like movies with a good story, trust me, this movie's for you. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much it. This is the Redux for this movie that I felt like this movie deserved a better. Uh, podcast because it was one of my first ones I did it like off my fucking voice memo app so yeah please enjoy it Uh, check out the rollback.net that's where we have our written reviews we also have our link tree below with all the links to all places where you can find our podcast Uh, we put them out every Wednesday Saturday so please check them out Um, that's it We are at the end, folks. That is it. That's the end of the podcast. I'm Fernando. This is your Wednesday Rewind. Fucking cut it.